Good morning, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Mad Diva Moments. It's your girl, Anique the Mad Diva, and today is Thursday, March 7, 2019. Two days after my birthday, I had an awesome time at Toca Madera. We did Taco Tuesday among some really dope friends. So this morning's podcast um, was inspired by a friend because I received a friend from a, a phone call from a good friend who kind of asked me about some advice. And uh, she's married with kids and, you know, just she's kind of on the verge of wanting to get a divorce and just kind of, you know, in a hard spot of going back and forth. So this led me to uh, bring up the topic to discuss Being single with no father figure and how it has or hasn't affected you in life. So our first guest we'll be bringing in is Siobhan. Hello. Hi, Siobhan. How are you? Uh, Good. You can hear me now? Are you able to hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Okay, cool. Thank you for joining us today. No problem. So today's topic, we are discussing um, just basically growing up without a father figure and how it has or hasn't affected you. If you just want to tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, your upbringing and if your father was around or not. Okay. Well, um, I, I was raised, my mom had four girls and I was raised in a single parent household and I'm the oldest. So being the oldest can be very tough because it's like you're the first one to experience pretty much everything, Right. you know. My sisters have, they had a father, which he was like a father figure, but it's nothing like having your own, you know, that you could talk to and confide in or, you know, when it comes to dating, they tell you the ins and outs and the do's and don'ts and what to look for and what not to. Right. You know, so um, with finding out that I had a different father because I found out at the age of 12 that the guy that I was calling dad wasn't my dad. Oh, wow. It took a, it took a toll on me, you know, because then the trust goes out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, um, on top of that, my father still, even when I found out who my father was, he still, even to this day, I'll be 38 in May, he's still in and out. Okay. So, the pathology I'm, I've noticed, you know, getting older with age, is that it's the same thing with men. Yes. You know, they be in and out. Yeah. You know, I guess what you go through sometimes can be what you attract or a certain look of a guy or, you know, swagger, like they say. And on top of that, it's um, what you look for. Right. And a lot of women 
being not having a father in the household or their father in the household. They normally it, tend to deal with guys that don't stay. Exactly. Yeah. So it can become difficult. And then with not trusting the first man that you should have been able to trust, it's a trickling effect. Right, right. You know, where you may accuse them of certain things or you might not trust them completely or you want to love them so hard because you got so much love in you that you wanted to give your father and he wasn't there. Right. You can take it as either you're being pushy or like my mom used to call me naive and gullible, you know, to believe thing that almost a man says at a young age when you first start dating. Right. It's a lot of that go along with it, whereas some women are built strong enough to where it doesn't affect them. Right. Which it can affect them in different ways, but they just may not pay it attention. Yes. So that's like my... Um, I'm still affected to a degree of like, I have a son now. I'm a single parent of a son. Mm-hmm. And his father is not around. So it's like, how do you raise a man or show a young man how he's supposed to be if there's no active man in the picture? And if every man that you meet leaves from a pattern of you not having your father, it's like, what do you do? Right. You know, which parents, of course, single moms or whatnot, or even single dads with their daughters, always try to do their best, but it's nothing like having a two-parent household because we balance each other out with what the child needs. Mm -hmm. So I can't teach him, which I try, like we, you know, I tell my son, like, you're taking me on a date. Mm -hmm. And I'll let him get dressed and I'll get dressed and we'll go to a restaurant and I'll give him the money. And I'll tell him like, no, you're supposed to pull out my chair and make sure I sit down first. And he just turned eight. Yeah. So I'll tell him like, this is what you're supposed to do. And tell him to go pay the lady or whoever is at the restaurant, pay them Mm -hmm. and hold hands and walk, you know, home or go home or whatnot. You know, so it can be tough, like, when he sees that, okay, you guys have dads. Like, it was a conversation where I was doing a client's hair, and he sat there and was talking to the kids, and he said, you guys have a daddy? And it was like, yeah, we have a dad. And he was like, oh, you guys are lucky because I don't. Mm. And it's like when you're a parent and you hear that, it makes you angry at a lot of men that could have played an active role in your life and his. Right. You know, because then it becomes a like what they call a generational curse. Yeah. And that's what I also wanted to talk about, too, because for myself, my father figure wasn't around. I didn't have a close relationship or I shouldn't say my father figure. My biological father wasn't around and my biological mother, I didn't grow up with her my great aunt raised me since I was three months old but she ended up getting married in 1988 when I was seven but this is the father figure that I knew like prior to them getting married since I was a little girl like I never I'm sorry my dog and we're recording part of the notice. and so um I didn't really know him like that and 
I, the father figure that I knew and had in my life, he was the only person that I knew, you know, as far as coming and the expectations and, you know, that thing. And so I grew up with, and I still have resentment towards my father for that. And when I say, right. you know, how do you feel like it's affected you or hasn't affected you? I feel like with me, it definitely created trust issues for me with men. Right. Um, you know, but for me having a father figure and knowing what a, a, what unity was supposed to look like from me being raised by my great aunt, luckily I did, you know, get to still kind of experience that, just not from my biological father. So with that being said, it caused... Um, you know, I said, well, I don't want to just be bitter about my father because, you know, I feel like that blocks lessons with me. You know, it's kind of like a forgive and forget thing. But I just feel like what some of the women don't understand is some of them are like, oh, OK, well, if I don't get along with the my baby daddy or whatever, then that's fine. I'll just be this independent woman and raise my kid by myself and we'll be fine. Right. But I just really feel like when women take that mentality that they're basically recreating and keeping that that cycle going you know what I'm saying because then it's like basically saying okay so now your kid's not going to have that father figure in their life so now because you're like oh well screw your dad he doesn't have to be around it's just me and you we got this so it's like now you're robbing that from your kid and I think that's the first thing for a parent to do you know when it's like the kid needs to know what that is you know so it's like I think co-parenting is very important in this case because you know like I said you're just breeding that same cycle and that same energy and again then your kid never knows what it's like to have that room in your life I think it's an unfortunate situation and like I said yeah it's okay to be this Miss Independent but you really have to about your child and what you're robbing from your kid Exactly. So that's kind of wanted to talk about that, and you know, and a lot of these women, like I just have friends that are like in and out of relationships. One minute they're dating this person, then they're like, "Oh, that didn't work." So now I'm trying it with this guy, and I'm just like, "You're already talking to somebody else. Like, did you even get the time to learn yourself and heal from maybe before you even got with that person?" So it's just so unfortunate that all these women keep dealing with that. You know, you know what just you do when you want that companionship. To give a little more eyesight, like my sister's um, dad, he was like, um, from what I can remember as a as a younger kid, he was awesome. But I didn't know half the stuff my mom went through. But as I got older, like I'm three years older than my second oldest sister. And then I'm six years older than my baby sister. And then the one in the middle, is 10 months and two days apart from the second one. So it's like I'm three years apart from the boat. And my mm-hmm. mom was abused for seven years. And I used to watch him, you know, see blood sling on the wall, my mom being knocked unconscious. You wow. know, I used to witness that all the time, all the time, all the time. And it's like I developed a nerve problem to where I used to bite my nails until they fled, like down mm-hmm. to and a lot of my you know his sisters would you know ask like what are you doing you know what are you doing to her what are you doing to Siobhan talking about me and I'm like he's not really doing nothing to me it's what's going on in the house but as a kid you can't explain that and then if you do yeah. you know, we were taught as blacks to 
whatever goes on in my house stays in my house. house. Mm -hmm. And so when that happened, as I got older, I think I turned about 14 from what I remembered. And, you know, I was a late bloomer. I didn't have breasts. And when I started to get the little knots, he took us to the park and I remember him pulling my shirt open and asking me, was I missing something in referencing a bra? And I felt so uncomfortable and I was molested. I was fondled at a younger age where his grandmother used to watch me and her boyfriend used to tickle me and make me laugh by the front door when I would open it. He would tickle me and then he would fondle me as long as I would laugh. And when I would stop laughing, he would tickle me again to fondle me some more. Wow. So. And there's so many men that this has happened to, and they just have either never spoke out about it or just, you know, and that's why I say it's just a lot of brokenness that just, you know, a lot of different topics and things that we really need to talk about and hear from just, you know, as, as a whole. My sisters, like, as they got older and I told, I asked my mom because I was so uncomfortable and he used to come and get us every weekend when they divorced. I told her like in sexual harassment, like when someone does something to you that you feel uncomfortable and she asked me what happened and I told her and somehow it traveled to my sisters. And so they, me and my sisters are torn. Like we don't talk, we don't do anything. Like yeah. my eight year old son, I have a 15 year old daughter too. And mm-hmm. my daughter goes around them because her father, my daughter's father is someone different versus my eight-year-old son's father, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes around them, but my they don't come and get my son. They don't call and check on my son. It's no birthday wishes for my son. Like, yeah. he's just all the way around missing on everything. And it, it'll make you angry. Like, it makes me so angry because it's like, what's the difference between the two of my children, they both come from me and I'm you guys' blood. So what's the difference? You know, which I I don't understand. So with my son's father, my daughter's father is an awesome dad. But my son's father, like, he was born, my son was born in California. And then anytime that my son's father, because he's an every blue moon guy too, anytime he wants to come around my son, I don't, put the anger that the resentment that I have towards him of not being consistent I don't put it out there you know in front of my son I let him I'd rather my son see it for himself and come to his own on how he feels about it or your daddy ain't nothing or he's low down he's no good I don't like to put that off in his mind and I want to it'll just come out Exactly. And I want him to stay focused with education and focus on being a kid and trying to let him have the best life and time possible because his dad got up and left and moved to Georgia mm-hmm. and it's not here, period. And there's no like even with child support and all of that stuff, I never push the issue because it's like I have to own my part in it. But at the same time, you never know what kind of man you're getting with. They don't come with titles on their forehead. Uh, or disclaimers or anything. Exactly. It's nothing. And I knew him. We were friends for 10 years before I had a baby. Mm. So I thought I trusted him. You know, I thought I knew him. Yeah. You know, so 
it goes back to the trust thing again. And now I'm at a point in life where it's like, okay, I've been single for five years now. I'm like, I'm getting to know me and love me. Right. You know, with reading books or, you know, with looking at, you know, Facebooks like you guys, yours, and, you know, other people that have positive things to say to keep you, to keep you inspired. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm fine being by myself, but I do want to be married one day. I do want, you know, to experience everything that I'm supposed to experience as a woman. But it's like that fear in the back of my mind, like, okay, now who are you walking up to me? What are you going to do now? Like, you're going to cheat, you're going to lie, you're going to use me, you're going to do something, and I'm just going to sit back and wait for it because I know it's coming, you know? Yeah, totally. And it's just bad that you have to keep your guards up like that, you know? Yeah, because you can run across a real good guy, you know, laugh that could talk to you that can encourage you and motivate you and you still giving him the side eye like I don't know I don't know you you know and you could pray all you want you know you could pray God give me this good guy God you know give me this keep me grounded keep me motivated push me cover me protect me but you still never know is that guy the right one you still don't know you just don't yeah they come and businesses and that's why I say at the end of the day before I be a parent and you know and like I said and my tip my hats off to the mothers that do do it because they just have to and have no choice but I'm just like I just pray and hope that that's not something I have to experience because just you know I just know how tough it can be I'm like be the old lady with the puppy okay by myself before I have to just deal with that you know just Right. Like me and my son, like we've got the topic of how it happened. I feel like it has and it hasn't because I understand now what's happened and I I just move around accordingly. Like, okay, you know, I guess whenever I do decide to start a family or whatever, just that holy trinity or whatever you want to call it. They say the holy trinity is supposed to consist of the, the... what is it the father of god father and holy ghost but to me a holy trinity meaning a whole complete household or whatever you want to call it to me when i think of that i think of mother father and child so you know just um yeah it's just i think it's just something that we just really need to think about deeply instead of you know and like I was telling my friend who I was having the conversation with I'm like all these guys and girls and females and males are out here running around trying to have sex and don't even have their stuff together I'm like first of all if you don't even have your stuff together you shouldn't even be worried about sex because that that creates it causes and opens up room for unwanted STDs unwanted pregnancies just bad relationships, bad energy, and I just, I, I tell her, I'm like, I don't want no parts of that. Like, I'm cool. And no real woman, like a woman, not a girl, a woman, don't no woman ask to be a single parent. It just comes. Right. With people, like, posting, like a guy posted last night said that, um, if a woman gets pregnant, it's because she, cho- she chose to, it was her choice. And it's like, no, because I got pregnant with my daughter and the condom slipped. 
And as a woman, I've had an abortion before and I've had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. The abortion was not my choosing. It was my mother's, you know, because I was 17, just lost my virginity and came up pregnant. But in your mind, when you're thinking logically, you don't want, you wouldn't want to abort a child. It goes both ways. It's like, okay, you could put on a condom, condoms break, and I could take birth control pills or whatever. But then you got women that suffer from tubal pregnancies. You got women that suffer from, and look at how they recalling the medication that they give. So how do you know people come up with cancer, uterine cancer, and all of this stuff? How do we know that it's not for medicine? But you could easily, a man could easily go get snipped. <laughs> I ain't seen nothing come back from getting snipped. You could easily go get fixed if you don't want to have any children right. or just don't have unprotected sex, period. Right. You know, make sure you cover up. You can't sit there and say, oh, well, we got plan B and this and that that the woman can take. Why do it always have to be the woman's responsibility? We can't have children if you don't ejaculate. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's not, a lot of it just don't be fair how the world is so it's sexist right yeah and it's just the times that we live in it's just so unfortunate you know like just everybody I just I think a lot of it has to do with the media and the bullshit that they push out through the media which just causes everybody to just get like brainwashed (laughs) simply stated you know so yes I just really think we just need to think about our actions more, think about our future more, and not just limit the, live in the moment for self, you know, especially again when there's kids involved. Because I just, right, like I said, it, like, like you, you just have to try to make it work out, you know? And I think do experience with, um, you know, I have another friend who ended up pregnant, you know, on a one-night stand thing, and the, the baby daddy wants nothing to do with the kid, will not take a paternity test. Um, you know, and it's just like, but you know this is your kid. And just to know that it's men out there that's just like, just straight sorry ass men that'll really just be like, oh well, you know, deal with it. It's like, but wait. So, yeah. you know, and I, I feel like they have to deal with their consequences too because you know that's just I don't see how they can be so heartless exactly you know like I said at the end of the day it's really about co-parenting because once there's two uh, once there's kids involved it's not about the mother and father anymore it's about the kid exactly and that's what I tell my daughter like her dad me and her dad we was together for seven years and we lived together for those seven years I moved in with my daughter was 18 and I was he told me like you be at home mom you take care of her and I got you and I was like okay cool no problem because I I didn't believe in a baby not being able to talk and go into a nursery or a babysitter or anything you know and something happens yeah he had two older children so it was a household of three that I took care of in that house and he started cheating he started lying you know things would get physical sometimes so when it was coming to an end which I think I felt it but I didn't want to believe it because I was constantly like bringing pastors involved asking for them to counsel us and just let us know where we're wrong at and how can we fix it he was done and to my 
the sheriff knocked on my door and served me with paperwork for custody of my daughter. Mm. And because I was a homemaker, which to me, looking back, it was all a setup because now it looks as if I'm unstable. You know what I'm saying? Which I wasn't because me and him were living together, but common law doesn't exist in California. So I had no backbone. You know, and I was pleading with the judges and telling them, like, look, he asked me to be an at-home mom. We didn't have a babysitter or anything like that. Like, what was I supposed to do? And you're just taking my daughter away from me. And she was taken at six, and now she's 15. So now Mm -hmm. she called me last night and was upset and said, Mom, I have to do a timeline project for my school. And everything that I could think of it's all bad, like how you and dad separated. And I remember going to court and you telling me that I couldn't come with you and this and it and was crying. Mm-hmm. And it was like, how, what do, what do I say? I'm like, you know, did you talk to your dad about it? You know, I said, I'm gonna do the best that I can by you, but her dad buys her everything. As soon as I get ready to take him to court, he buys her everything. And now she's of age to say who she wants to live with. So to keep myself suffering from a stroke, I was already diagnosed with anxiety and depression. I get heart palpitations. So to keep myself from going through all of that, I withdraw myself. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you'll come around when you want to come around, when you're ready, you'll come around. It's not that I left you. I didn't leave you. I'm still here come over whenever you want you she spends summers with me and all yeah. you know so I'm like you're you're doing your own thing now you're a teenager and you're out there exploring and doing your own thing if you need me don't never hesitate I'm here I'm your mom right. you know don't think that I go every day you know walking my son to school and then knowing that you're over there and a part of me is missing because you're over there you know yeah so I try to encourage people, which I I blog to, you know, and I'm writing my book, you know, to encourage and motivate other people by everything that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Because I swear, like, I've contemplated suicide three times. And every wow. time I woke up, I'm like, damn it, like, I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? Waking up, making sure when I do commit suicide that I'm at a friend's house that I trust and I know it's going to take care of my son. Yeah. I just... Dang, man. You know, I was tired, you know, and do you think your son is what made you not do it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was like, this is my second chance at um, being, being a parent. Uh, Can't nobody take him away from me. You know, even looking at it on the brighter side of things, even though I joke about it, but I always say, well, hell, I ain't got to worry about his daddy coming, trying to take him. Wow. you know? Yeah. But it does get difficult and it does twist at my heart when he needs to know how to throw a football. He needs to, I can't throw no football. You know, he needs to be able to ride his bike up and down the street and his dad is there. Show him how to do push-ups and work out with him and lift weights, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So I try to like rough him up and sock on him a little bit and do things that I see a man do, but I'm still not him. You know? Right. Of course. It's only so much you can do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I 
try to do everything I can. You know, we've been homeless before. You know, being a single parent, you go through so much, especially when you're a single parent with no support system. Right. You know, like when my dad come around, he's, he comes around every blue moon, but I still put it in the back of my head. Like, we're not going to talk about yesteryear. We're going to deal with now. And I always say, you know, you're my dad and I love you. You know what I'm saying? When he come and go and he's dealt with drug addiction, you know, being a, a real crackhead. So it's like I try to work with him and do things with him. But now I'm like, OK, it's my turn. I got to have somebody that can work with me for where I'm at. You know, you can't overextend yourself. You can't, you know, always try and consider the next. And it's not that a single parent chooses to play victim because I claim myself to be a victor. You know? Right. That's right. It's just, it's crazy. Uh The things that women go through is just so crazy. Well, I really appreciate your time and you sharing. And I would love to have you on the show again. No problem. And hopefully by someone else listening to this, it kind of helps them through with you know, just trying to figure out their way in life if they're experiencing any of those types of hardships and, you know, just dealing with reality. Right. Well, let me know. I will follow your um, podcast, definitely. And if I see anything pop up that I can relate to. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. (laughs) No problem. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you for joining us on another episode of Mad Diva Moments. Make sure you subscribe, share, follow, and we'll be tapping in with you again soon. Have an amazing day and a terrific Thursday, everyone. Talk to you soon.